My man, one of the one of my favorite questions to ask people is why they do what they do. So let's start there. Great. So I was a broken athlete, like probably a lot of the other strength coaches in the industry. Uh, I was a Division One pitcher, and I had two labrum surgeries on my left shoulder. And you know, growing up, I was not in the strength and conditioning world at all. I was first introduced to strength training really in college, my freshman year. So, and by that time I was already injured, but didn't know it yet. You know, I was kind of naive thinking that there was nothing wrong with my shoulder. But uh, anyway, after my first surgery and making my way back, uh, that's when I started to, you know, get a little more interested in physical therapy at first and then, I quickly realized that with school, with playing, with everything else going on, like PT was going to be a much more challenging route for me. So strength and conditioning was obviously the next the, the next best thing for me. And you know, then I quickly changed my major over to exercise science. And mainly the reason why I got into this was I didn't have that guidance, you know, growing up. And I wanted to be that guidance for the next generations of athletes that were coming up. Sure, man. Don't you think it's wild how people can get to college or university level, right? And never really been coached in a weight room. It's really weird um, because I still see it now, even though we have so many more resources. And I was at the University of Arizona, which is uh, at the time it was Pac-10. But, you know, right next to like SEC and ACC, it, it was some of the best baseball in, in the country. Uh, and they had won the or gone to, you know, Omaha College World Series a couple of years or yeah, a couple of years before I went there. So it's a top of the line program. And I was able to get there without, you know, really stepping foot inside of a gym. And had I done that, who knows, I may have not gotten injured or I may have you know, gotten drafted out of high school, but regardless of what could have happened, I always tell, you know, parents or, or athletes that ask about my history, if, uh, you know, if I regretted anything and I think I'm where I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed yeah. to be in the weight room, I'm supposed to be, you know, driving to New York and back. I'm supposed to be doing this to, to help these other athletes that honestly, dude, they're way better than me. They, they're, I was good, but they, they're way better than I was. And I enjoy this, honestly, way more than I enjoy what I enjoyed playing. Yeah, man, you can't, you can't get caught up in that mindset of like, what if, you know, what if I would have had a little bit better guidance? What if we had better facilities? What if I trained a little mm-hmm. bit earlier? What if I didn't get injured? It's, it's one of those things where you're just going to build, build yourself a rabbit hole and chuck yourself in. You know, I do the same thing about concussions and and, and um, injury my neck and all that type of stuff. It's like, yeah, well, what if that never happened? You're like, well, it probably would have happened down the line. You know, that was the end of your road, man. You know, it's it's job done. Next thing, you know, it forced you into a different position, right? And like you said, it seems like you're in the position you need to be in. Yeah, definitely. And and it, for me, it was an easy transition from player to coach. I know yeah. sometimes that isn't that isn't always the case, but I, I just took that competitiveness that I had as a player and just transferred it over to, you know, me as a coach. And 
And, um, you know, I, I know sometimes it isn't the easiest thing uh, to do, but, you know, I, I was okay with that part of my life ending and then starting this new journey of, uh, of strength and conditioning and coaching and, you know, everything that involved that. So you know, for me, it was good. Um, but uh, I know it sometimes isn't the easiest thing to do. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of looking at it, man. Too many people I find after a what should be a career-ending injury, they try and hold on, right, and swing that bat a little bit, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And like you're playing, you know, B team, Div three, little league. Like what? What are you doing? Like you could be helping someone, someone somewhere else, so much more than you're helping yourself. Because you, again, you're just digging yourself one of those holes. You know, it's an early grave. Like, how about we look after our body a little bit? We transition out. You know, you're not always going to play pro sport. That is the tip of the spear. You know, you're not always going to be frigging CEO. That's the tip of the spear. It's it's going to have to meander on down the river. It's going to have to change and flow. And Like, they all have their own purpose, right? And I think actively taking that hat off and putting another one on and be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to pursue this coaching thing now and do this to my best of my fucking ability. That's cool, man. Like, I think that's the way we should go about things. I'm not saying we should quit early and be like, you know what, this, I'm never going to make it. No, no, no. See it to the end. You know, one of the greatest things I was ever told was see it to the end. You know, find where the end is, but you'll know. You'll know when the end's there and you, you really do have a sit down with yourself and be like, you know what, I'm good. Like, I've proven to myself this is as far as I was meant to go. I've seen it, Mint. Now let's try and take some other kids a little bit further and take them to their end. I think that's a really good way of putting it, right? It's like you're not not necessarily quitting, right? Because you're still giving it all you've got, right? You're still kind of trying to do everything that you can do to make your your dream a reality. But it's, yeah, it's seeing it to the end and then knowing and realizing when that end is and being okay with it and then using your experience that you've gained to help others that come after you, right? There's, there's this yeah. one book, Necessary Endings, and uh, I was recommended that book uh, to me at that time, and it was an eye-opener for me. You know, my, my time with, you know, playing had come to an end, and I was, and I was okay with it, but now I have this new thing that, that I had. But what, what you said was, was a, a great little nugget of information, like, you know, seeing it to the end and it's not quitting but you know it's 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 not it's the end of one thing but it's the start of something even greater sure. you know it's it's a bigger purpose than than what you were you had already thought that you know, your purpose was you know, this is a, a greater purpose as people now are coming to you and trusting you you know i heard on a previous podcast like they're coming to you and they're trusting their their time into you mm. and that's a huge thing it, it's 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 a huge emotional thing it's it's spiritual. It, 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 you connect with people and, and, and help them realize, you know, their, their potential and help them achieve their, uh, achieve their goals. You know, it's way more rewarding than you doing it personally in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think so too. Man. I think so too. What's the um, biggest thing that coaching has taught you? Patience. I think patience is a big thing that it's taught me. Uh, with myself and with clients, you know, especially in the past couple of years, um, you know, I th think I've made my training and my clients training a, a little more 
simple. I won't say basic because it's a negative connotation with the word yeah. basic, but definitely more simple. And, you know, being a little more patient with the programming and not being so quick to change the things that we're doing, uh, you know, within our program. Because a lot of times people want to be entertained, right? They want to, you know, have, they want to do different things constantly instead of letting the body adapt and, you know, doing the simple things over and over again until they get it perfect and then progressing uh you know to, to more challenging uh, movements or you know more challenging weights or loads or what have you but i think patience for me especially um it's really helped me mm. and just to clarify for for people you coach sport specific strength and conditioning right so i do both i do gen pop and i also do uh, strength and conditioning for sport uh, the per, the main sports that I work with are baseball, uh, basketball, and lacrosse. I seem to have a lot of, of those three sports um, mm-hmm. with uh, a good handful of soccer athletes. So that's what I typically um, – uh, or, or that's what typically gravitates toward me. Uh, I have been working with the New York Giants past two summers uh, with just uh, mobility training. Because I I, uh, I teach a system called Stick Mobility, and I do their uh, their certifications. Mm-hmm. So using that tool, I was able to you know get my way into working with the rookies when they come into camp. So I do the rookies for the New York Giants, and then that's the only real football thing that I uh, that I have been doing. But yeah, Gen Pop and uh, sport performance for athletes. What do you see the difference in needs? Um. It, within GM pop and sport specific athletes. The main difference that you see is, um, you know, explosiveness or, you know, for, for athletes, it need to be quicker, uh, you know, bigger, stronger. Um, as far as a sport performance is, uh, is concerned, they need to, be able to produce force faster i would say that is the easiest way to put it gen pop they need to a lot of times they're just sitting all day you just gotta get them moving like sometimes it really isn't um that difficult i would say to to give them a simple program they just need to get in the gym and just start moving a little bit you know um Definitely the competitiveness for the sport performance side is a, a big importance as well. And it can be either, you know, in a group setting where they're competing against other athletes or if you just give them some certain tasks and have them compete against them, uh, against themselves. But I think you mix in some uh, competitive uh, tasks within the, the athletes workout more so than obviously the, uh, the gen pop. Um, and then, Recovery and mobility, I think, is more more important for your your sport performance, but it's also uh, important with the gen pop as well. Yeah, that's where they need the same things, but it's coming from different places, right? Like the recovery side, obviously, from the sports, like they're getting smashed in the face. They are training out of their ears, and the recovery side from from gen pop is usually they're stressed out of their bloody mind. They're not sleeping, you know. They're sat down for eight, nine, ten hours a day and you're like, 
okay, cool. We got to recover the nervous system and the body this way. And rather than the other way for the specific uh, spot athletes. Right. And it's like, Oh, hold on a minute. We kind of need similar things, but to varying degree. 100%. They both need to drink an adequate uh, amount of, of water, right? They, sell, they, they, they both need to be hydrated. They both need proper amount of sleep. Um, but like you said, they both kind of need the same thing. It's just like, how much of yeah. of whatever they're missing do they need. Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. What do you prefer coaching? Sport? Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, it's like saying which kid do you love more. Uh, it's it, it, it's it's different. The relationships that you build are different from yeah. the gen pop and from the athletes. Uh, and you almost have to be a chameleon with how you interact with them as well. Um, I I typically gravitate more towards sport performance in the athletes just because that's where I that's where I came from. That's kind of what got me into the industry in the first place. Mm. So I definitely would have to say that I gravitate more toward uh, sport performance um, clientele uh, better than my gen pop. But I still mm. love my gen pop. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, for how about sure. yourself? I, it's a great question. Like, I think we have to manage our expectations, right? Like if we, mm -hmm. thinking back, coaching, I coached a lot of swimmers over the years a hell of a lot of swimmers you know how you said about lacrosse athletes end up gravitating towards you ended up getting swimmers um and it's like well you can in a way really lay down the hammer of i expect this from you and then we can talk right they're very disciplined individuals i take my freaking hats off to people who want to come in and pursue this sport thing because it's a freaking career but you're pursuing a career when you're a kid, right? And then you've got to juggle school and you know socialize in, in whatever capacity, you know, and they're still growing physically, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So your intention has to, or your expectation has got to change. And when you have the general population, again, that's got to change too, because they change on a dime, mate. Like Monday, they could be fantastic. And Tuesday, they come in, and you're like, what happened to you, mate? I saw you like 19 hours ago. Like, what? what's going on? They're like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I'm fine. That's so true. You're like, holy shit. Okay, cool. I was going to get you doing all these five points, but fuck that. Let's just move around. You know, and maybe like. That's, that's so true. <laughs> that expectation, man. <laughs> you think you know and people? Yeah. Fuck, try and coach. They could have their their best day on a Monday, and then you're right, come in on Tuesday and just be a completely different person. And that's kind of also what I learned. Um, you know, when you come in and when you first start training, you get really excited, right, to to start coaching, and you have this whole program laid out for for your clients. And then you know they come in and they're like, "Well, I hope I don't have anything lower body because my knee is jacked up." And then planned was a whole lower body workout, and you're like, "Okay, well then scratch that." you know, let's, let's completely go back to the drawing board and, you know, see what we can do. And then that's it with sports too. Now it's so much with all of their training, with their skill work and all the games and the tournaments, all these college showcases, 
uh, I've been saying for the past, like, you know, year or two years now, there's there's really not much, if at all, in offseason. So, like, more so it's just me communicating with uh, clients when they walk through the door. It's like, you know, how are you feeling today? And then I use that information and I use what we have planned. And then if we can continue with the workout that we had planned, great. If not, that's fine, too. But you always have to be able to have uh, alterations in your back pocket if you need to. For sure, man. You have to be able to rudder adjust on the fly, right? Like you, mm -hmm. that communication piece with with the individual in front of you, not just looking at them, looking at them as an athlete, right? Of like, no, no, no. You're young Jimmy, you're Daphne, you're Sarah, whatever. And you're like, cool. Now I have to be able to rudder adjust to the energy that you're pulling in through the door. And maybe you're limping slightly, but you've told me that you feel great. You know, you're like, um, I'm we can gonna... tell. <laughs> 100 yeah. you get someone to do some bloody body weight squat mate like you've got a wicked hip shift you're literally making an s shape laterally we're not doing like a back squat or a front squat or whatever the fuck it is right and sometimes you just gotta sometimes you gotta be like no this is what you're doing you know you came in here for my expertise this is my expertise i'm not gonna let you go left today we're gonna have to go right we're gonna go of a moving day you know, I go zero to 10. Say, so guys, if we threw all pieces of information that you have in this bucket, like mental health, physical health, stress, how's your day been? How's your family? You know, just chuck it all in there, right? And it's going to give you a numerical um, like outcome of zero to 10. 10 is going to be, you are fantastic. Zero is, you're pretty much dead. Give me a number, right? And if someone turns around and goes, oh, coach, I'm about a five. You're like, Mint, am I going to make you like sprint and lift heavy and do all that stuff? I was like, probably not, guys. Right. Prob probably not wise. You know, and I think that's where like our job really lies for the majority of our time. Like we need to know our shit. We need to know the hard skills, 100%. You need the qualification. You need the certificate. You need to know what you're fucking talking about, Mint. You need to know people and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But that little bit in the middle of like, well, now I have to like integrate a little bit of this knowledge and then address what's going on with the people at this very moment. And I got to do it instantaneously. I've got five minutes during their warm up, and it's slowly like, okay, I've got to morph this. I got to change that. And you sometimes you got to do it in your head, right? I think that's the majority of our job. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's knowing the, knowing the basics, knowing the information, knowing your clients. And then if you, if you, if you know all those things you know it makes your job way easier do you ever get pushback when you try to modify or change workouts to you know be quote unquote easier right so say you know you said you know the movement day movement focus mm -hmm. in the, the workout do you ever get pushback on like oh no man i, I, I could still lift mm -hmm. did we get pushback there for sure 100 percent. most know, of the time right? it's like and, and, and like you said to come in to us because they obviously trust our expertise but at the same time it's like i know they're not gonna give their dentist pushback right they're not gonna give their doctors pushback you know but it just it comes with the territory where you know they're just gonna get they're gonna they're gonna do it and it's how you kind of you gotta win them over you gotta give them the reasoning why and and sometimes it's uh you know it, it can get on your nerves a little bit because you almost feel in that instance that they don't trust you even though you know you know they do 
But, you know, we're always looking out for the best interests. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we're there for is, you know, they're, they're coming to us. They're, they're, they're trusting us, they're paying us. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are in, we're, we're in this for their best interests. Right? We, yeah. we, we care for them wholeheartedly. You know, some days it's going to be more beneficial. Yeah, you know, we, we may not be, you know, burning that many calories, lifting that much weight. But what we're doing now is going to benefit you tomorrow, the next day, so that you can come in and do that work. You know, it's just, sure. sometimes it's a hard sell. It's that age old, age old thing, right? Of like, if I don't walk out the gym broken, then I didn't have a good workout. You know, it's yeah. like sometimes you just got to get your reps in, man. Sometimes you just got to be a little bit more consistent, you know, and we got to do something, find your win for that day. You know, we've got something. Okay, cool. We've ticked that box. You know, we've put a little water in the bucket. We've laid a brick mm-hmm. and, and then go home, come back again the next day or two days later, next week, you know, and I, um, I don't see it as pushback. It depends. It depends how, how they address it, how the athlete addresses it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always see it as, okay, cool. I've got an opportunity to teach right now. Like, here's the reasons why, because I'm going to ask you why as an athlete myself, if if you turn around and did that to me, if I, if I did that to me, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'd ask why, you know, that's sure. just an inquisitive bloke. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why. And if it doesn't land, I'm going to tell you why in a different manner. I'm like, I'm going to try and navigate a different way here. And if it doesn't land again and they're pushing back again, I'll probably ask them a question of like, right, well, why, why, why are you going against this? Or why don't you want to do this? Or why have you got some sort of like adverse mm-hmm. mental state? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And you usually see where they're coming from and rudder adjust from there. But it's, it's very few times where someone's like, nah, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. I mean, obviously we've had, yeah, it's it, very right? few, but it's very, very, very few. Yeah. I, I get the pushback more from the adults and um, the, the athletes. Yeah. Cause, cause the athletes know, they know what you're saying is, is in their best interest. Yeah. The adults sometimes <laughs> may not care, may not give a shit if it's in their best interest. They just want to get in there and burn their calories and then go home and then sit on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's honestly, uh, you know, that's honestly what, to be honest, you know, and it's something that we would like to change, but most of the adults that come in, sit all day, come in, they bust their ass, and then they go home and they do the same thing. They sit and, um, you know, they just want to come to you and just burn their calories. What, if, what you know, if, it's a hard change for sure. It is wading through treacle. And what I've, what I've found is for a youth athlete, right? You've got to tell them between one and five times, and they've usually implemented it, right? For a gen population adult, you've got to tell them for fucking five months the same thing. Yes. And they might have maybe thought about implementing it, you know, and uh, I even had a bit of a a bit of a mic drop moment last night in, in, a, uh, in a class. I was like, look at you, mate. Like, look at you progressing. And she was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I finally like figured out the secret. I was like, you did. Do you want to know what it is? She was like, what? I was like, listening. She goes, I've been I'm telling you the same thing for the past four months, mate. Said, oh, and I was like, yeah, today was just the, the day you just finally implemented it. That's all. 
She's like, oh, yeah. okay. I was like, there you go, mate. Like, it's okay. If it takes you four months, it takes you four months. It's all good because I'm going to be here anyway. You know, right. I'll, I'll consistently be here. But I will also be the guy to tell you we could have had this four fucking months ago. All right. I've been telling you this. Yeah. I've been telling you. You know, you've kind of earned no, that trust in that way. And then everything else will be a little quicker for him. Right. It's going to click. It's just at one point, does it click? For sure. Boss, I got three questions. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Greatest piece of life advice I've ever received. My mentor just, you know, a couple of years ago, um, I think I was comparing myself to a lot of the other people that I was seeing in the industry and, you know, people that were either my age or a little bit older than me. And I would, I was starting to compare myself to either where they were at that point in time. And he has told me like, keep my head down, keep your head down, keep working. You know, things are going to come your way. And it's, it's been true these past couple of years. I mean, you know, it's, you can, you can get um, overwhelmed really quickly in this industry if you're, too worried about where other people are and just being just focusing on yourself and you know your progression and nothing else and if you just do the work that you know you know you're supposed to be doing opportunities are going to come your way Mm. what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received worst piece of life advice I'm trying to think back on some like really bad advice I've gotten. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm uh, blessed with people not giving me some pretty bad advice or if I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, But I'll be honest, nothing's really ringing a bell right now with the worst advice I was ever given. I'm not sure if anybody's ever told you that they had never gotten any bad advice. But... I, I, I can't say that I've gotten any really bad advice. That's good, bro. Yeah, I mean, there's I always something thinking, to be taken, right? Right. I mean, yeah. There's yeah. There's that. Uh, I, I can't remember any bad advice that I was ever really given. That's good. Or at yeah. least remember it, right? Or at least remember, yeah. Or want to remember. Which is again very Obvious. good. Yeah. All right, last question. What are the three words you tell your younger self? Three words I tell my younger self. You know, it's it's more than three words. It's um this too shall pass. And I, I heard it in it's four words, four words. You know, one more is one extra word is okay, uh, but this too shall pass. You know, it's uh, it's something that I saw silly enough on an Instagram video, and it was basically, you know, whether it's good or bad things are going on in your life, you know, this too shall pass. You know, it's if anything, it's something going good right now in your life, then you know, appreciate it, learn from it, but just know that it's. It's going to go, whatever goes up, go, uh, goes back down. So if you're on a high, 
you know, just know that at some point, like, things are going to get tough. And when they get tough, this too shall pass. You know, it's going to be tough for a little bit, but it's going to pass. Things are going to get better. And it's just kind of balancing out those two things. So this too shall pass is something that I would tell my younger self, you know, in times where I was down, you know, and I was at, uh, when I was at Arizona, I needed that shoulder surgery and I was, and I was for a time depressed and I was super upset and just wanted to go home. You know, if, if I was able to tell myself, my younger self, you know, this too shall pass. You feel like shit now, but give it time. Things are going to get better. And then when I was on these highs, you know, hey, like, this is great. Appreciate it. But don't hold on to this. Right. This is a good feeling. But, you know, this too, this, this feeling is going to pass. Right. And you're not going to be in this high, this high emotional state. You know, so I think that would have been a really good, um, you know, a uh, bit of advice that I would be able to give myself. Brother, thank you so much for this, man. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you for fitting it in. Oh, Kimmy, I was I was hoping we got it in, you know, sooner, but it's just, you know, schedule's, you know, crazy. All works out in the end, mate. It's all good. You've always got a seat here, man. You can talk shit whenever you want, and I'll uh, I'll let you know when I hit the east coast of uh, the Freedom Land. Yeah, man. If you do, if you're in New York, I'm like 20 minutes from the city, so New York, New Jersey, wherever, man. If you're in the area, definitely hit me up. We'll get a session in. Mega, man. Like, yeah, I want to do a uh, a big stint, seeing all the folk, you know, um, hearing from the people, man. You know, it seems like a real cool place. Like I said, I've never been. I don't know. Let's talk to the people. Let's yeah. find out. Let's work out. And obviously, we got a big admiration being from the UK. We got a big admiration for the states, especially in the sport scene, right? You know, academy level. It's way more funding than there is back home. Mm-hmm. Ours was kind of rusty pull-up bars and picking up rocks and basically punching people in the street was our uh, strength and conditioning. But hey, yeah, it got, exactly, it got us somewhere. <laughs> well, you gotta mate, do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. I appreciate it, man, and we'll uh, talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, man. See you later, everybody. Bye, bye.